When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Have a seat, everybody. Thank you so much. Welcome to The Late Show. I am your host, Stephen Colbert. First of all... Woo-hoo, indeed. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2022, an unprecedented third straight year of 2020. <laughs> but you know what? Let's be positive. It's a new year, and I have a pretty good feeling about 2023. <laughs> I hope you celebrated New Year's responsibly, and if you didn't, I hope you're fully recuperated, because this year's second biggest medical headline is that scientists say there are no hangover cures, <laughs> which is terrible news for Andy Cohen. <laughs> Andy, for those who may have missed it, co-hosted CNN's New Year's Eve special alongside Anderson Cooper, who got a front-row seat to this. Let me tell you something. Oh, please. Tell us something, Andy. Watching Mayor de Blasio... Oh, don't go on a rant. ...do his... Don't go on a rant. ...victory lap dance. <laughs> After four years the of the crappiest term as the mayor of New York, the That's only thing the that York. Democrats and Republicans can That's agree how, on I mean, is, is what a horrible mayor he has he, been. Wow. So... Sayonara, sucker. Whoa. Whoa. Usually when someone gets that angry drunk on live TV, they have to go explain their behavior to Andy Cohen. <laughs> Andy addressed his rant the next day, tweeting, Good morning. Um, I was a bit overserved last night. <laughs> Um, Andy, you can't really blame the bartender when you were the bartender. You think we wouldn't notice that you were the one pouring the drinks? We watched what happened live. <laughs> Apparently, they were also whooping it up in the CNN control room because they got duped into airing tweets from fake accounts named Bendover. Mike Oxlong and Dixie Normus. <laughs> Not to mention being pranked by the fakest name of all, Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> it's embarrassing to get tricked by Twitter trolls, which is why I want to take a moment to thank some of the Late Show viewers who alerted me to this story on Twitter. Ivana Umpew, <laughs> Luke Adertush, <laughs> Dusty Labia, 
and real name McPenis boobs. <laughs> Times Square was less crowded than originally planned. Thanks to Omicron, over the past week, an average of more than 400,000 cases have been reported each day in the United States, tripling from two weeks ago. That is awful. The only thing that should be tripling over the holidays is my BMI. <laughs> the good news is that if results from South Africa are to be believed, this surge could be over quickly. Here's Dr. Scott Gottlieb facing the nation yesterday. If South Africa is any guide, this is about a two-month epidemic wave from start to finish. I think certainly by the end of February, we will be through this. Okay, Omicron should be over by February. Quick follow-up, doctor. <laughs> what year? Of course, the end of February, if it's this year, means that Omicron won't be gone in time for Valentine's Day. So, unfortunately, we're going to need new candy hearts that say honest things like, don't kiss me, <laughs> stay away, and you are hot because fever. <laughs> in the meantime, this fifth wave, this is the fifth wave, right? Because Delta, what was Delta? Four, it was four, okay. I can count. The fifth wave... <laughs> is putting a real strain on our transportation system due to pandemic-related staff shortages. More than 12,000 flights were canceled between Christmas Eve and New Year's Day, and here in New York City, staffing issues led to the suspension of several subway lines. What? Closing the subway because of germs <laughs> is like closing Broadway because of jazz hands. <laughs> of course, it's not just New York. It's not just New York, John. It's, New it's York. not. It's, it's other places. It's other places. Yes. Nowhere is safe at this point. Even an Antarctic research station was hit by a COVID-19 outbreak. Now, no one knows exactly which researcher carried the virus to the station, leading one biologist to say this. I don't know who to trust. The outbreak at the research station happened despite workers being fully vaccinated and based in one of the world's remotest regions. Yes, so few people there. Scientists say the only place on Earth with fewer people is any movie theater showing The Last Duel. <laughs> anyone here, anyone here seen The Last Duel? No one here has seen The Last Duel. <laughs> Thankfully, so far, Omicron seems to be milder for most people than Delta was. Last week, the CDC announced it's cutting isolation time for Americans who test positive from 10 days to 5. They also say you can swim right after you eat. <laughs> Breaking a mirror only gives you four years bad luck. And stepping on a crack won't break your mother's back, but her back will just be very disappointed. <laughs> so, wh why'd the CDC change the rules mid-game? CDC director and my guest tonight, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, said the new guidelines are to keep the critical functions of society open and operating. But people are a little suspicious because just days before the new guidelines were released, the CEO of Delta Airlines asked the CDC for a five-day isolation. Well, that's just long-standing policy. If your business is named after a variant, you get to make one rule. <laughs> just one. Oh, there is um, news about Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene Seen here selecting a tribute for the Hunger Games. 
Yesterday, Twitter permanently suspended Green's personal account. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. That's right. She is out of there. Now to spread the word about Jewish space lasers, she'll have to use Mormon carrier pigeons. I had to turn to do that. Or no. Green had been temporarily suspended in the past for spreading COVID misinformation, but her latest online lie about COVID violated Twitter's five strike policy. Yes, <laughs> five strikes. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, you only get two more foolings after that. <laughs> Speaking of insane people trying to destroy everything, we're approaching the one-year anniversary of the January 6th insurrection. In lieu of flowers, the rioters are asking for money in their prison canteen accounts. <laughs> Congress Select Committee has spent the last six months investigating, and they've had some luck sussing out the day's movements by former President Phileo Fool. <laughs> for instance, on January 6th, they now know the former president was sitting in the dining room next to the Oval Office, watching the riots unfold on television, which means on January 6th, 2021, there were no reruns of the Flintstones. <laughs> but his viewing, sure, Flintstones, sure. But his viewing was interrupted, according to Congresswoman Liz Cheney. We have firsthand testimony that his daughter, Ivanka, went in at least twice to ask him to please stop this violence. Didn't work. Everyone knows he doesn't listen to his kids. You gotta send in his trusted military advisor, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I, I say stop this violence. It's finger-licking bad. <laughs> so a first-hand source said Ivanka tried to stop it. I wonder who had the courage to come forward to make the former first daughter look this good. And I'm being told we have a photo of this mystery witness. <laughs> The committee has also been investigating why it took the former president so long to address the mob on January 6th. Well, apparently, he kept having to retape his video telling fans to leave the Capitol riot, which may explain his 187-minute silence during the attack. Over three hours of silence from the former president. That's an unheard-of phenomenon that Melania calls my dream date. <laughs> Insiders say... Insiders say that he had to reshoot a video during the riot because he wouldn't say the right thing. Okay, but what were these people expecting? Not saying the right thing is kind of his thing. That's like saying we have to reshoot this Kool-Aid commercial because that giant pitcher keeps smashing through the brick wall. But wait, there's more. Because the committee has asked the National Archives for the videos that were never posted. Oh, good! We're gonna get to see all the bloopers. And like all the best bloopers, I hope there's one where he gets hit in the nuts. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky.
thank you. Thank you for the burst of color under the slate gray skies of New York tonight. Thank That's you so right. much. Energy, energy. Now, uh, you know, I, we just had a two-week break. That's right. It's lovely to be back with all these people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and one of the things, as nice as it is to go on break and be away, when I'm, when I'm back here, I realize what a pleasure and privilege it is to share the stage with you all over there. It's an amazing to, to hear what you guys do every night. Don't worry about everybody here. It's amazing. And I'm, I'm curious, did you, did you have any New Year's resolutions? You know, I was thinking about that. The last couple of years, I haven't had one. I'm just trying to always be better. So, Constant. I don't just... Every day's a new year. Every day. But did you make any New Year's resolutions? I made the same one this year that I made last year, mm-hmm. I, is that I was dry January. Uh-huh. That's what I was doing. Yes. Not a whole year. Like, let me just get through January. <laughs> and I made it last year, and I was damn serious about it for six days. <laughs> And then something happened on January 6th, and dry January just went, did, did just went out the window. <laughs> I'm gonna make it this time. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make it at least a seven this time. Mm-hmm. Folks, uh, my first guest tonight is an infectious disease expert and the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Please welcome to the Late Show, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. <laughs> to have you on. Thanks for taking the time to be up here. I know you must be bi- very busy these days. It's not boring. I'm delighted to be here. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. Now, uh, you are the director for Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, previously chief of infectious diseases uh, division at Mass General, a Harvard Medical School professor, also at the NIH. Um, um, we hear so many, uh, you know, uh, abbreviations and acronyms these days having to do with our own health. Uh, uh, CDC, FDA, NIH. What does the CDC specifically do? What's what's the mission of the organization? To protect America's health. And that's what we do through public health, through our state and local jurisdictions, through recommendations and guidance as to how to protect your health, not just through COVID, but through outbreak investigations, through... Um, through uh, salt prevention and and salt intake and hypertension through opioid crises. So we work locally with the public health departments and jurisdictions, and then we provide evidence and guidance to protect America's health 24-7. Well, so here it is, 2022. We're going uh, into year three, if if you count the end of 19, technically year four, uh, calendar year at least, of uh, covid where where are we with this disease? We have a little debate during the monologue. Is this is is Omicron the fifth wave? Um, yeah, I think we probably can count the first wave, two waves as either one or two. We had sort of what happened in New York and Boston and the mm. East Coast, and then that sort of um, moved over throughout the country in the summer. And then of course we had the Alpha wave and then the Delta wave, and here we are in the Omicron wave. Okay, so Omicron showed up. Uh, beginning of December, essentially. Here in the beginning of December, we started hearing about it around Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, What does a month uh, or a month and a half of data tell us about the severity of Omicron? If you get it, and let's say you're not vaccinated, I'm, you know, I'm triple vaxxed and all that kind of stuff. What if just somebody who hadn't decided to get vaccinated and just sort of, you might say, just hits that Omicron raw dog, what... (laughs) What happens there? What are we learning? So, um, 
severity comes in two different ways. Like how many people do you expect to be infected? How transmissible is it? And then how severe is it in any given person? All right, so start with the transmissibility. Much more transmissible than our prior variants. Even the Delta? Even the Which Delta was much more transmissible than itself. Than Alpha, indeed. So like two, exponentially so? Two to three times so. And so really a transmissible variant. And so when we talk about severity, we talk about just the sheer volume and number of cases that we're, we've seen in other countries in South Africa and UK. And we have now started to see here in this country. Do we know why it's more transmissible? Um, you know, I likely related to how well and tightly it binds to our receptors. It's had numerous mutations on that binding protein and how well it can and tightly combine to our receptors in our nose. Does it reproduce in us faster? Does it actually make more of itself so you're getting more of a load when we talk to each other? It can, but that actually gets to the next question, which is why is, does it seem to be a little bit less severe in any given individual? It Based on what? Seem is the word that I'm interested in. Well, we're in. starting to see data from South Africa, from the UK, who are a little bit ahead of us, that their hospitalization rates did not rise as much, that mm. their death rates did not rise as much as they've seen in prior waves, that they haven't actually used as much oxygen, that their length of stay was a little bit shorter in the hospitals. So it does seem like what they're seeing in the hospitals is less severe in any given patient. Does that have anything to do with South Africa's population being on average younger than ours by a considerable measure? and the fact that it's summer there and not going into winter? So that's, those are all things that we're taking into consideration, right? They have had less vaccination than we have. Mm. They haven't yet boosted. Um, but in fact, they've had a lot of background immunity because they've had some pretty severe waves previously and many people who have infected. So how well we can take the data from South Africa and be sure we can apply them here is a little bit unclear. But we're starting to see similar things here huge amounts of cases, as you've noted, and yet our hospitalizations, while they're increased in hospitalization rates, not at the rate we had started to see with Alpha and Delta at this time. So we're having these massive hospitalizations here, not because it is more virulent, but necessarily because there's just so many more cases. That's what we're looking, we're anticipating, and that's what we're worried about. Um, we haven't seen a ton of massive increases in hospitalizations. We've seen some of that in the Midwest, but okay. we haven't seen it um, to the extent that we would have. The media wants me to believe that, though, because I'm seeing a lot of reports of, like, systems crashing and we're overwhelmed. And is that just in isolated places that are being presented as if they, they represent the the face of the entire United States? I, I believe that there are places that are in, in hard times. There's no question. But there's also still a lot of Delta out there. Mm. Oh, Okay. So we might. Uh, so it's not like Omicron comes in and kicks Delta out immediately. We're in a hybrid situation. We right are now. currently in a hybrid situation, and in fact, hospitalizations are about two weeks behind what we generally see in cases. So we still may be seeing some of what's happened with Delta, and that many of those cases in the hospital may still be Delta cases. Based on previous experience, after the holidays, so everybody gets together for you know Christmas and perhaps New Year's. When would we see the real spike? and people coming down with this? Uh, a week or two. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, a week or two. We have to take a quick break, but stick around. We'll be right back with more CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky. One of the things that, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, is that Omicron doesn't care whether you've had this before. Like if, if you've had Delta or if you've had the Alpha variant of this, that it doesn't offer you uh, immunization against uh, the Omicron variant. 
Um, does Omicron, do we know if Omicron cares whether you've had Omicron before? We don't know that yet. Because um, people I'll, talk about yeah. doing like, well, if it's less severe, why don't we have chickenpox parties? <laughs> and everybody just get together and we'll have a kissing booth and everybody gets Omicron. We don't get that sick and now we're all done. Right. <laughs> it, it's as a doctor, you recommend that as well. <laughs> no, I do not recommend that approach. I okay. definitely don't. Here's what we know. We know that if you're vaccinated, you are 17 times less likely to be in the hospital than if you're unvaccinated. And if you're boosted, and if you're uh, vaccinated, you're 20 times less likely to die than if you're unvaccinated. Vaccinations work. We also think that prior infections prevent you some from getting disease with Omicron. Um, but it's probably the case that being previously infected with Delta or even Alpha or wild type may not protect you as much against Omicron. We do think that Omicron might protect you more against Delta, um, and therefore that suggests that Omicron may protect you more against Omicron. Sorry. That's a lot, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of conditional words in there. May, kind of, sort of, <laughs> iffy. Okay. Uh, uh, the, 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 the big CDC news, and we talked about it in the monologue, was the fact that y'all have now gone from recommending a 10-day isolation to a five-day isolation. Why the change? Um, we know, based on two years of experience now with this virus, that the vast majority of your transmissibility happens in the day or two before you get symptoms and the two to three days afterwards. So probably about 80 to 90% of all your transmissibility has happened in those first five days. Mm -hmm. And we really want people to be sure if they're going to be home, they're home for the right period of time when they're maximally transmissible. And by transmissibility, do you mean that the actual uh, virus in you is... Uh, goes to sleep or you're just not producing much of it anymore like what do you mean by the transmissibility goes down you still have it in you why aren't you giving you have it the to burden me? the burden oh the burden the amount the of it of, the one. amount of virus and the amount of virus that you could potentially you know aerosolize put out in droplets cough around to others so that's that the most of that happens in those first two days before before you have symptoms and two to three days after. So by day five, we actually really think that most of that transmissibility is behind you. In the UK, they, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but the UK, they went from 10 to seven days, but they are also requiring or recommending a negative test before considering yourself out of quarantine or isolation. Are we gonna do that here? Because Dr. Fauci on CNN and ABC suggested that that's under consideration. Is he talking out both sides of his mouth over there and you'd like to tell him just to uh, put a cork in it, Tony? <laughs> never. This is your chance. This is your chance right now. Would never say that. You would never say that. Deepest respect for well, Dr. Well, obviously, Fauci. obviously, yes. Um, you know, the really important question, the FDA has authorized these tests and they're terrific tests for what they've authorized for it. So the FDA has authorized them for diagnosis. And what they've said about these tests is they're best used for diagnosis earlier in the disease course. So my Are these like, is it the antigen, the rapid antigen test? The rapid test? antigen test, okay. exactly. So if you have access to a test, and if you want to do a test at day five, and if your symptoms are gone and you're feeling well, then go ahead and do that test. But here's what, how I would interpret that test. If it's positive, stay home for another five days. Mm. If it's negative, I would say you still really need to wear a mask. You still may have some transmissibility ahead of you. You still should probably not visit grandma. You shouldn't get on an airplane. And you should still be pretty careful when you're with other people by wearing a mask all the time. If I were to get COVID, 
and uh, isolated for five days, when, when could I come back and do my show again? <laughs> um, well, I would say, um, are you feeling better? Uh, yes, let's say I'm feeling better. Your symptoms are gone. Yes, after um, five days. Then I would say you would want to wear a mask all the time. Even on stage doing the monologue? Yeah, even on stage doing the monologue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> ten days. <laughs> ten days, ten days. Well, there you go. Well, I gave it a shot. I gave it a shot. I've got no plans. I just want to know now from the horse's mouth. Uh, we have to take one more break here, but stick around, everybody. When we come back, I will ask the doctor about restoring public trust and the CDC. Now there's people having trouble getting tests. There was a big scramble. And I know that the president announced that uh, he, the U.S. government is going to make 500 million tests available to the American people in, in the weeks ahead. Some people have been asking the question, well, why didn't y'all anticipate this before the holidays? Isn't that when we would need the test? Do you think there's some validity to the criticism that there wasn't enough anticipated, what's the word, prevention uh, of <laughs> the disease by allowing these tests to be distributed earlier? Right, so we recognize we have to do more. We recognize in areas, especially in areas that are surging, um, it's really hard to find these antigen tests. There are PCR tests that are available, and, those, and we've been scaling up new federal PCR testing sites. We've authorized several new antigen tests. Um, we're using these antigen tests really smartly in tests to stay to keep our kids in school and higher education. Um, and there was this confluence of events of Omicron hitting um, and surges just at the holidays when people wanted more tests to gather. It costs uh, about 14 bucks uh, to get an Omicron test at Walmart uh, or a, a COVID test at Walmart. At CVS or Rite Aid or Dwayne Reed, that's a $24 test. Do you think there should be regulation in making the test cost the same everywhere? <laughs> yes, but it shouldn't be that price. <laughs> what should the price be? You know, I think we have a responsibility in this pandemic to take care of the people who have been hit the hardest. Um, and that access to these tests, especially among um, vulnerable populations, um, racial and ethnic minority populations, populations are our essential workers, so that they have access to the tests, not at $24 a pop. Um, so I would like those test prices to be far lower. And how would that happen? Who would do that? Would that be the FDA would mandate that? Would Congress have to pass a law? Do you happen to know what the mechanism would um, be? It wouldn't be through FDA, and it certainly wouldn't be through CDC. It may be through CMS or other regulatory agencies. And I'm there. sorry, what's CMS? The Center for Medicare and Medicaid. Now, I have always been uh, an admirer of uh, America's uh, disease response teams, for, for lack of a better word. I thought the CDC is an, an excellent organization, that it exists. It's a model for other organizations around the world. It had a real hit to its credibility during the last administration because of bowing to pressure to, from uh, political figures who were put over the CDC, specifically people like Dr. Scott Atlas and Michael Caputo, all changed the guidance by the CDC and put out notices that were inaccurate and possibly cost people their lives. And that was eventually corrected by the CDC, but it really put a hit on the CDC's credibility. What are you doing to restore public trust in the CDC? Um, I think there are two, two pieces to that. One is I have to make sure that the people of the CDC 
know that when they produce good science, that it's going to see the light of day. Because that was, they, they took a hit too. And these are 12,000 people who have been up, you know, the card says 24-7. And that's really what they do. They're up 24-7 protecting America's health. And, So my job was to make sure that their voice was heard and to make sure that the science could get out there. And then my job was to tell America that I'm leading with the science. Um, and it's hard and it's complicated and it doesn't, and it moves and it changes. Um, and then I'm here to talk about it and to, to be honest with where we are. That is one of the things that is, it's a simple thing to say, but for some reason some people can't accept it, which is, well, why do y'all change what your guidance is? Because you learn new things. Every day. But as long as you can back it up with science, I am so glad y'all are willing to change your mind. And uh, good luck to all of us, and thank you for what you're doing over at the CDC. Give my best to those 12,000 people. <laughs> I absolutely Thank you, Doctor. Coming up, Utkarsh and Budkar. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to The Late Show. My next guest is an actor and a rapper. You know from the Mindy Project and Pitch Perfect. He now stars in the CBS show Ghosts. God bless her. This is exactly what I'd be doing. Bye-bye, chiseled physique. Mm. Jay, what is going on? Oh, uh, Hetty started to, um, enjoy Jay's body a bit more. Samantha, chisels are divine. This is a bender, and I have seen some epic benders. Lehman Brothers Thursday Happy Hour was the stuff of legend. <laughs> oh, I'm back. Sam. She's getting stronger. It's getting harder and harder for me to keep her from... Ah, ah, no! Silence! Mm, tired of your blathering. This is like watching McEnroe Connors. Teddy, I need you to let Jay finish cooking. No! For the first time in 130 years, I'm actually living, Sam. And I won't let you take that away from me. We're not waiting for any priest. We're doing this exorcism ourselves. Awesome! Please welcome to The Late Show, Utkarsh Ambudkar. Whoa, so cool. That is amazing. This nice is to so meet you. Thanks for being on. Oh, man, I'm so glad that CBS forced you to have me on the show. I really appreciate this. <laughs> we, we're all in the same family now. I've never been on a couch before. It's so cool. Is this your first late night show? Uh, the first time they let me sit like here? Oh, because you performed. I've done like the rapping stuff and I did like Fountain. We don't have to talk about it. That's a fine. We're friends. Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah. What's up, Jimmy? But, um, <laughs> yeah, we're going is... to cut that part out, right? <laughs> Thank you very much. This, much. Is, uh, this is the first time that I've been up here, so this is really cool. What did you, what did you, I remember before I ever went on, the first, I was Conan was the first late night show mm -hmm. I ever went on, and I bought a new jacket for it. Oh. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. It was a bright yellow jacket. Yeah, well. Is this is this No, I'm not wearing any bright season? colors tonight. No, I'm good. <laughs> I do get to keep the socks, which is very cool. You get to keep the socks? That's it. Everything do you else? normally have to give your socks back to people? Uh, yeah, I was a little confused when you said, guess what? The socks are a gift. I was like, bro, who else is going to put these <laughs> socks on after I'm done with them? This is gross. Well, I, I don't know. Somebody might want to because Ghosts is now uh, the most watched comedy. Yeah. CBS, congratulations. Thank it's you. only been since October. You got a sense of it. You got a sense of it from that yeah. clip right there. You are possessed by, by a ghost there. What's, what is the premise of the show? 
So the premise of the show is that uh, Sam and Jay, Rose McIver and I, uh, we inherit this Woodstone mansion, and it just so happens to be inhabited by a bunch of spirits who haven't been able to move on to the next plane. And yeah, we're in a haunted house. My character Jay can't see the ghosts, so uh, I basically just stare off in the you know the middle distance for 22 minutes while Rose does most of the heavy lifting. And she sees the ghosts. She does, and she's incredible. And our cast, we just have so much fun and. The clip you just saw was me uh, doing an impression of Rebecca Wasaki, who plays Hetty, who's uh, an amazing actor. And our, we just have a good time. Everyone's so happy to be there. Montreal is very cold, but... Uh, is that where y'all shoot? Yeah, but the good thing is, is I haven't learned any French. So, <laughs> we're good. Parfait. Yeah. Now, Parfait. Delicious. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? I... I... Have you ever seen a ghost or anything like no, that? No, I haven't seen a ghost. You know, I believe in our better angels. I believe that our ancestors and our spirits are, are here taking care of us and, and sort of shepherding us along if we're open to their positive energy and their, and their teachings. If the CDC can get deep up here, so can I. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do it. Thanks. Do it. Now, uh, besides being an actor, you are one of those uh, one of those rappers the kids listen to these days. Yeah. Well, they used to listen to. Yeah. For you, sure. You rap under the uh, the the uh, nom de plume, UTK the INC. Yep. As part of the improv hip hop group Freestyle Love Supreme. Here are, are you all together with our dear friend Lin Manuel Miranda. There he is. Right there. Hey guys. Yeah, we had our uh, closing night on Broadway last night, actually. Oh, wow. It was really fun. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Is it true that the cast has tattoos together? I've been sent another photo here, and I, yeah, I'm not exactly we, sure what it is. All of us have matching tattoos of the Freestyle Love Supreme insignia somewhere on our body. Um, ha has anyone ever seen the photo I'm about to show? I don't know, actually. Let's. So we're about to reveal. This is an exclusive. CBS exclusive. I should have asked Where on your bodies you have the Freestyle Love Supreme logo? Yeah, there, there we is, are. There you are right there. There's mine right on my there. ribs, and there's Lynn on his back, back, and Anthony and Arthur, and there's four people. And there's who... this guy right here who doesn't want to show you where he is. Oh, no, his is. leg. It's his leg right here. Oh, it's here. his leg? Bam, right oh, there. See? I thought that leg belonged, yeah, that's to, I thought leg. That leg belonged to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So there we are. Those no. are our tattoos. That went over really well. That was a good, <laughs> a really good bit. Well, it's not a bit. Not a bit, my friend. <laughs> no, it's, this, this is news. It's on this my mind. This is news. <laughs> um, I, uh, John and I actually last month, we uh, stand, by the way. we dropped we dropped um, some bars. I heard we did. Okay, yeah. on the Lord of the Rings 20th anniversary, right there. Okay. Yeah. Number one trend. Woo! I assume all good rappers, you know, rap about their favorite, you know. Nerd love. Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um, uh, can you give me... I don't really know how to do that. Can you give me some advice on how to uh, sure. flow? First of all, uh, have you heard of a group called UGK? Because he looks like Pimp C in that video. And you look incredible. Yeah. I mean, rest in peace. But, like, a legend. No. You're legendary. No, I didn't think so. But uh, just know that we saw and we appreciate it. You saw, you saw me as... I see as a lot him. of Pimp C in Steven. I really yeah, do. Yeah. It's, it's cool. This, this outfit... Yeah. This outfit right here. It's beautiful. From the, like, right almost, it's got a big pimpin' vibe to it. Where is it in Miami? A little bit. Uh, we could do. Uh, you're a Lord of the Rings guy, right? Happy 130th birthday to your boy, J.R.R. Thank you very much. Yep, yep. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> could it, can I do something with the with the band? Yeah. Can we just do what like do a little need? like? What do you need? Uh, let's do like a. 
Uh, here we go, though. A cold beer show. My name is UTK. I came to hit the flow. Okay, no legolas. I let the arrows go. I make the body shiver with the quiver of your bow. But I watched the movie and I got to frown. Lord of the Rings don't have nobody brown. Where is the melanin? Where? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. It's fair enough. It's true. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, Ghosts returns this Thursday at 9 p.m. on CBS. Utkarsh Ambudkar, everybody. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube.